Welcome everyone to the Comfortable Being Uncomfortable podcast, where we discuss topics that will push the limits in order to have an honest and transparent conversation. Please join us after the following messages from our sponsors. Yo, what's up? It's Doc Ronnie Mac. Hey, when you catch me on the street, I'm always rocking my above average clothing. So check them out online, www.aboveaverage.online. Or check them out on IG, the underscore above underscore average, the newest hip hop urban clothing out there. You're some good guys, man. This show is great. But I sure am hungry. What should I eat? Ah! The Halal King. Man, they have the greatest authentic Halal food in the DMV area. Look them up on IG at the Halal Kings and place your order today. I know I am. Quarantine got you missing out on your hookah lounge meetups? Well, look no further than District Hookah for your in-home hookah needs. Hookah packages, flavors, and more, and special in-home delivery and setup. Visit at district underscore hookah now and order yours today. What up, what up, what up, what up, and what is up? Another episode here of Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. It's your boy, Doc Ronnie Mack here, and I got my man, Trent B. What's up, Trent B? Yo, what's up, man? Happy Father's Day. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's go, Trent. You all right? I'm good, man. I'm good. How about yourself? Are you, you, back, you back in Maryland, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Nice. Man, got my man, Rob, up in here, man. Rocking Shades of Faces apparel. What's up, Rob? Chilling, brother. Chilling. Happy Father's Day to you, man. Same to you, G. You know what I'm saying? You know, Trent acting like he don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that he don't kids. know of. Yeah, he got some kids got no floating kids. around. Yeah, floating around out there somewhere. Like, I ain't got no kids. Where my parents gonna hear that? They gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get him in trouble, y'all. <laughs> Get him in trouble. Get him in trouble. Um, so man, look, man, um, big shout out to all of our sponsors, man. Shades of faces above average district hookah, halal Kings. Also want to give a big shout out to recovery athletics. If you need some apparel, workout apparel, you go to recoveryathletics.com. Also search on IG, um, at recovery athletics based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Some of the most comfortable, fashionable workout attire out there. So check them out. Tell them we sent you. Um, so gentlemen. Uh, what's in the cup? For me, I'm. I had a rough night last night, man. I, I'm not even. Going, I'm not even going front. I had a rough night last night, so I'm just in the cup. Is nothing but some Coca Cola, and, and that's it. It's bare naked, butt naked. Hey Trent, ain't that uh, ain't Coca Cola like Trump's drink? Oh, uh, no, it's, it's Coca Cola. He be drinking that with uh, the, the McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> Hey, ain't nothing wrong with McDonald's. I love McDonald's, man. You go ahead and eat that plastic food if you want to. <laughs> eat that Fisher Price food if you want to. That's all right. It keeps me young. Oh. Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
We already seen your yearbook pictures with Moses and all that. Oh, hey, look, uh, Trent, man, what you got in your cup, man? I got coffee, man. Coffee today. Straight black. You know, I actually got hibiscus tea in my cup, man. I was reading something oh, about hibiscus tea. The benefits. The hibiscus tea. Hibiscus yeah. tea. Rob, you okay, called me bougie a couple weeks ago. I'll be bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll all be day. That. I'll be that, man. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there in the world. Or in America, if you if you're not a father, then you know you will be someday, Trent. Um, so let's <laughs> do- <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. I, like, you're yo, doing it wrong, man. You're doing it. You got. You're doing it wrong. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta find somebody to love me, man. That's all. Oh, good. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> man, I heard your mama don't even love you, man. What's wrong with that? What's up with that, man? Ooh. You said you told me that your mom didn't love you no more, man. <laughs> I, ain't never, I ain't never say that. If you listen to that, Miss Franklin. All right. <laughs> I ain't never say that. I'm, I'm a mom's favorite. I'm a mom's favorite. Mm, <laughs> As he drinks his coffee, whatever it is. <sighs> All right, so let's end this debate right now, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Let's end the debate. I'm sick and tired of hearing people talking about, well, all lives matter. Uh, well, actually, they don't because, <laughs> you, know, you know, everybody's getting mad saying that. Uh, uh, all uh, Black Lives Matter is uh, is 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 the wrong thing to be saying. It should be saying all lives matter. So let's end the debate right now and and put it to bed. To bed. Mm-hmm. How can all lives matter when you continuously have Black lives that don't matter? You, know, I, I heard a woman uh, describe uh, somewhere on on the interwebs the other day. It was a white woman. She broke it down really easy. She said, everybody's sitting around the table. You got all the nationalities, all the races sitting around the table represented by one person. And everybody at that table gets a plate of food, except for the person that's representing black people. And so everybody's eating their food and the black person raises their hand and says, hey, listen, you know, I'm hungry. Where's my food at? And they say, well, well, well don't worry about it. We're we, we going to get to you. We're going to get to you. That's essentially what this is like. Like, yes, everybody's Every, we all know that everybody's life matters. Okay, we get it. If you're black, white, brown, Puerto Rican, Asian, whatever, you, everybody's, everybody's life matters. But in this particular incident, in this particular instance, black lives matter. And, and that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what this movement is supposed to be about. I, I agree. It's supposed to be about that. But when you have people saying, well, all lives matter, well, I, you know, I... I how can they, I don't understand how people could sit there and say that when you go in and you ask them a questions about, you know, police brutality and they say, well, black people are killing black people every day. And, you know, the funny thing is, and <laughs> um, me and my uncle had a debate last night, uh, early this morning, late last night, about this very topic about, you know, black on black crime. And uh, my aunt chimed in. She said something along the lines that Black Lives Matter needs to get into the schools and to these homes to make sure that kids are respectful. Because there's a lot of sense that a lot of black kids don't have to respect white police officers. And I get it. I totally agree. But that's not the whole crux or that's not the, the construct of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is to fight police brutality and inequality. You know, now, to, each, to, each, to their argument, it is there is a sense that you have to find the root cause of the problem. What they're discussing may be the root cause of the problem but you have to have other measures to put in place outside of their Black Lives Matter movement to address it, you know, like mentors, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 male adult uh, mentors, 
um, or community leaders coming out and talking to these uh, kids. I have a cousin, uh, I think he's my second cousin. His name's Tony. He does a lot. He's been doing a lot of stuff in the community, in the inner city in Baltimore City, mentoring young men. Now he's a consultant doing that kind of stuff in Baltimore City. And, you know, he's been doing this since I was a kid. You know what I mean? And he's still doing it to this day. So, right. so they need people like him that, that can go out here and, and, and address those type of issues. But Black Lives Matter is to address police brutality and inequality. Yeah. You know it's always going to be the centers, man. It's always going to be, no matter what type of movement it is, you're always going to have the centers, especially if they know, um, if they know their own faults. And sometimes people, people always attack, attack, attack something that's opposite of who they are. And so, of course, it's going to be like, oh, well, all lives matter. You know, or they'd be like, I'm not racist, you know, because, you know, because I believe all, everybody matters and all this other stuff. Like, it, you're always going to have dissenters or whatever. But I think people just, you know, it's, it's a whole problem within themselves. So that's why they say that. They don't, they don't get that whole, the whole concept of it. So, Rob, I think you hit the nail on the head when you, when you put that example about a certain person not getting to play the food, right? Absolutely. So, um, I can't remember her name. Uh, older white lady who's been doing these uh, racial ex- experiments for years. Uh, um, oh, is, was that Jane, Jane Elliott or whatever? Yeah, something like that. She and she, it's about the brown eye, blue, yeah, yeah, brown eye, blue eye folks. And she mixes them up, and then you got the blue eye people in the room saying, Well, it's not fair that they get to do this first. Well, it's essentially the same thing that we're talking about. It when, mm-hmm. as, a, as a black person, just a few weeks ago, if I get stopped for, for no good God given reason, when you know, I seen somebody else do the same thing, I mean, it's just like, What, why am I getting stopped? You know what I mean? Why, why do I have to get uh, yanked out of my car? Why do I have to get talked to inappropriately? Now, granted, all, yeah. all, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that all police officers are bad. I, I'll never say that. I know my uncle was a police officer, probably one of the best police officers that I've ever met, ever known. Um, and he's probably a model, model police officer. Matter of fact, he has a picture in the, um, um, the uh, African-American Museum. He, there's a oh, picture wow. of him. There's a picture of him uh, and a little boy in the, um, in the uh, African-American Museum. So he's a model police officer. Never, and he's, oh, he gave an example last night um, about a situation where he ran up on a kid on the corner. He had to be nothing but 14 years old, had, had a, a, a bag on him, had, some, had a big old wad of money. He took the, he took the bag from him, gave the, took him drove, put him in the car, drove him to his parents' house, dropped him off at his parents' house, knocked on the door, told his mom, hey, your son's out here selling drugs. I'm, I got to take this because it's evidence or whatever. But I'm leaving him with you because I don't want to have to lock him up. A couple of weeks later, driving back, he's back on the corner again. Right? So that's a good cop. Because all he did now is the second time he said, all right, now I got to actually take you in. I'm going to drive past your parents' house or your mom's house and let them know that, hey, uh, I'm taking you downtown, but I gave you an opportunity to get him right. off the street and you failed. So, yeah. you know, that's, a, that's actually a good cop. Right? Because he's not going to sit there and just throw him to the wolves first, first offense. But you also have those bad cops that that to me outweigh the good, just like the welfare system. You know, they talk about the welfare system's broke. We got so many people that rely on the welfare system to abuse it. Yeah, actually, the numbers actually say that there's a low number of people that, that abuse the welfare system. But you know what? Those low numbers, those people that do it, they, they in turn make the whole welfare system look like a whole bad thing. And guess what? We all sit here and argue, just like we talked about a few weeks ago, Rob, we argued about the welfare system being a crutch for black Americans. You know, when essentially some black Americans, a majority of black Americans benefit from it. But you have some of those people who 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 treat it like it's like as a game and abuse it. 
Well, one of the things that I used to do to kind of piggyback or off of what you said earlier about your uncle, one of the things I used to do when I was in uniform is I would, you know, during a Greek picnic in Philadelphia, everybody's had, headed to the plateau. And you got a lot of out-of-state college kids coming through. They got trunks full of liquor and stuff. And they're just ready to go to the plateau and get it on. And then later on that night, they're coming back or the next day or the entire weekend, actually. They're drunk driving, driving while they're intoxicated. I pull a traffic stop and I just walk up to the kid like, listen, give me your keys. Check this out. You're going to catch a taxi or you're going to call somebody to come and pick you up. Give me your keys. I'm taking them to the secretary at the station. You know what I mean? When you come back tomorrow, your car will be parked over here in this parking lot. Go to this, go to the secretary, get your keys back, go get in your car and then drive home. Rather than bang you upside your head with a DUI because all you wanted to do was come up here and have a good time. I know you didn't intend to hurt nobody and I don't want to wreck your life. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I got to get you off these streets so you don't hurt nobody. Right. And so that was one of my practices. I hated doing DUIs, especially on young kids that, that really all they wanted to do was just have a good time. So I completely understand where your uncle's coming from. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, the bad cops and stuff like that, I've come across a couple of bad cops that, you know, really make you think like, how in the hell did you ever get a badge? You know, you need to be part of the rubber gun squad. They need to take your sidearm from you and put that little plastic blue gun in there and let you run around the streets with that for a while. You know, where somebody needs it. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to say it. Somebody needs to punch you in your damn face and let the, let some of the air out your chest. I knew it. I, I knew I'm it dead. I no, but I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying that as like a, a former coworker. You know I what I'm saying? Coming. I knew the violent streak was about to come. It, was, knew, it wasn't. I, I knew, how many, how many <laughs> minutes did you get to the show? Because. I knew the violence was coming out. I knew it was coming out. <laughs> look, we got the glasses. In. Hey, look, hey, Trent. He got, hey, Trent B. He got his he got his glasses on, trying to play innocent today. <laughs> What'd you say about my mama? He got the cigar this time though. Either. No, not, not this time. I'm still hungover <laughs> from last night. But I just want to do a quick sh- right in the middle of this. I just want to do a quick shameless plug because it kind of slipped my mind. On Veterans TV, there's a documentary coming out. They selected a nationwide eight Purple Heart recipients from the entire country. Uh, we've got one guy from uh, Vietnam. We've got a, a guy in a wheelchair. We've got a, a soldier that had both of, lost both of his legs. It's a documentary on VetTV.com. And it's being released on July 8th. And I was one of the vets that they flew out in February in California. And uh, the documentary is coming out. And the rights, I believe, uh, for future episodes and stuff are going in a different direction. But this particular release is on July 8th. And it'd be nice if you guys went on and checked it out. Yeah, so check it out. It's on Vets TV, right? Vet TV? VetTV.com, yep. VetTV.com. Check out Rob and his lies that he tells <laughs> on his documentary. <laughs> Oh, yes, man. sir. No, oh, for real, man. man. Yeah, that's that's a special man, you know, Purple Heart recipient, you know, talking about his his uh, adventures and his sacrifices that he gave for the country. Um, so we were talking about some cops. Um, so I let me let's go right into the. So we, I think we ended the debate. You know, you can't say all lives matter mm-hmm. if you if you're turning a blind eye and not saying, well, black lives don't matter, okay? And you want to all of a sudden skip over that and you want to jump in and say, well, all lives matter. No, you cannot say all lives matter. When you turn, and when the society continues to turn the, their shoulder or their asses to black people, all right? So 
If you got a problem with yeah. it, shoot me a DM. I don't care. We'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Shoot Rob you know what? I'm gonna, first. I'm going to jump in here real quick and interrupt you. On my Facebook, because I'm in Facebook jail right now. But Locked on, up. On my... They won't let me out. <laughs> this is, no. this is the, where, where's the clink, clink, uh, the handcuffs? Yo, I'm in Facebook jail right now. But uh, real rap, like what I said earlier, and a lot of people got a lot of responses on my Facebook page. When the grass is cut, the snakes will show. And I've said that before. There's a lot of people that I thought were my friends. Their, their true colors are starting to come out right now. And, and just like you said, said a second ago, all lives can't matter if black lives are being you know, disproportionately affected because then it's yeah. not all lives. Yeah. So. Hey, man, that's probably how you got in the Facebook jail because somebody got offended by that post. One of your so-called friends, your Republican friends, <laughs> they got offended and they said, you know what, I'm reporting him. No, no, no. See, the difference between Republicans and Democrats is that oh, Democrats feel like they got. Oh, comment. here we go. They got to comment on every single post that they see. Republicans will just skip over to keep on moving because our lives are really, really meaningful. Anyway, uh, so let's jump into <laughs> Not on Look, we were talking about police officers, man. Look, there's a lot of police officers starting to get sensitive and they're starting hmm. to walk out of their jobs. They're starting to not answer calls. For example, uh, Atlanta, Georgia the uh charges which we talked about this last week i think they're overcharging those police officers um and it's going to be it's going to cause an uproar because they're going to get off on the murder charge i i i just see it coming right before um, the election yeah so um what i what you did what you had police officers not answering calls actually leaving their uh post uh in atlanta georgia because mm -hmm. those officers were charged and I, to me, I think that's just selfishness. I mean, you, you, are, you are sworn to protect and to serve, right? We're all veterans here. We're, we're sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right? When certain people were elected in office, I guarantee you, I heard so many people say, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And they still did it. They still came to work. They still did their mm -hmm. job, right? Yep. So it's, it's, it's blasphemous to sit here and see these police officers turn their turn actually put their badges and throwing them, throwing them down on the ground in a sense and say, you know what? F this, I'm not doing anything else because two police officers got overcharged. It happens. It happens. You know what I'm saying? At least they were charged with something, but it happens. But you sitting up here using your selfish behavior, taking it upon yourself. Does that not do your job? So Rob, I see cops. Where was these same cops when, because again, we, we have had this conversation multiple times on here about, you know, we, there has to be the, the, the good cops have to be able to call out the bad cops. Where were these cops when you, you had the bad cops, you know, mur you know, murdering unarmed people um, and they didn't, and, and no charges, whatever. They didn't, you know, nobody got up and was like, you know what, this is, you know, they should be charged. Like they make, you know, they're the bad cops are making us look bad. Let's charge them. None of them walked out. None of them did anything, you know. But now all of a sudden, you want to walk out. You know what I'm saying? Be oh, woe is me now. You know, because because a couple of cops are now finally starting to get, you know, I'm not saying justice because, you know, until you're convicted, you, you know, it's not justice in my book. But at least, you know, there's some type of consequences starting to happen. And now all, all of a sudden, people are, you know, cops are getting fired for, for acting recklessly. You know, now so now, woe is me. I want to walk out. Well, Come on, man. Get out of well, here. I've, I've told people before, the mentality in the police departments that I've worked in is that, and I've heard it said by police officers on multiple occasions, 
there's only one gang in this town and we all wear blue. And really the way that they, the mentality that, that, that that's being exhibited by the police officers and their leadership today, especially in Atlanta, especially in you know, the NYPD, is they are backing up that statement 100%. It's to hell with the public. We're not being treated right. So therefore we're gonna take our ball and go home. And, and so you, what you're doing is you're disgracing you're disgracing the oath that you took. You're disgracing that badge, and you're and you're putting your city or your sector or your beat in jeopardy. And it's all for what? For the actions of some police officers that got exactly what the hell they deserved. And so, if that's the way that you want to act about it, then fine. We don't need you any damn way. Maybe we'll go and find. You know, and 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 this comes back to what we talked about earlier. We need to increase our recruiting standards. We need to hold officers to a higher standard. There are no physical mm -hmm. fitness, um, f physical fitness requirements. I saw a police officer so, so damn fat, you know what I mean? That, I mean, and this is no lie. The damn dude, like he couldn't, he couldn't run a half a block without having a fucking heart attack. You know what I mean? Like who, who are you protecting? You know what I'm saying? Besides yourself with that big ass gut, you know what I mean? That you got to slide sideways into your squad car for five. You know, like, come on, man. Like, there's no type of psychological requirements for tenured police officers. You're crazy if you think you got 10 wow. years on a job and you're not going to be the same officer you were when you first joined. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, I wasn't a cop for 15 minutes and there was, I was thinking about turning my badge and I saw some shit so horrific. You know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine having to live with that for the, for the next 25 years. Yeah. And, but, but we still continue. 21 years old is too young to be a police officer. I think that you, if you can hold your shit together until you're 25 and still look as pristine on paper as you do at 21, then maybe if you make it through the academy and you make it through the selection process, then maybe we'll give you a badge. But the standards are too damn low. When, you can, when it takes 1,500 hours to go to cosmetology school to learn how to do somebody's hair, but you only have to go to the academy for six months. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. So, yeah. you know. You know, yeah, I like funny you said that, I like uh-huh. I like when Rob get on his little rant. When I go in? Yeah, because he, he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What, but he, I mean, I mean, you make, a, you make a lot of sense. I mean, if you look at other countries, like places like Germany, you know, their training is three years, right, before they're put in the field, you know? So, I mean, why, you know, this should be, you know, some type of, uh, definitely longer than six months, for sure. And, and definitely you're, and you're should being be 25. You're being scrutinized the entire time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of these yep. police officers, yep. their probationary period is one year. Well, shit. I, yeah. I mean, I can walk a white, I can walk a, a tight line for a year. That's, that's yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? So, I can do that for a year. So the police officers are being selfish in my sense. I mean, uh, like I said, they're quitting their jobs, um, not answering calls. So they're putting people at risk. Um, and like I said, you know, like, I get it, but it's not the time to be selfish. I mean, hey, like the lady told LeBron James and them, shut up and dribble. Hey, holster your gun and do your job. All right? There it is. All right? I, I, like, I'm, yeah. I'm pissed off because every single time that a police officer does something wrong, the Republican Party has to ride in like the damn cavalry and save the damn day. And it just, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how egregious it is. They automatically defend these people like, like they are not prone to mistakes. And then if you attack one police officer for his actions on the job, for, somehow you're making a blanket statement against all police officers. And that's one of the things that pisses me off about my own, 
my own political party. Republicans, whatever position the Democrats take, the Republicans feel that they are obligated to take the direct and polar opposite of that position. And it pisses me off. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Well, dang. Uh, I didn't think Ron would ever, would ever turn against his party. Oh, here you go. You might as well go ahead and join the blue. Come on over to the good side. Never, got, never. Hey, we got cookies. Come on, we John Bolton. Come on, John Bolton. We got hey, cookies. That's, that's stuff, my man. line. You can't. We got you cookies. Use hey, we got grandma's cookies too, man. man. Come on, man. They good Come on. too. I'm the sure soft ones. Good. Soft batch. Good. Soft good. batch. Soft <laughs> You know, but look, there's one. There's one. There's one cop that I don't want to talk about. The cop that sat at McDonald's and cried her eyes out because her food came late. Right. And she was worried. She was worried. She was like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do to my food. And I'm crying. Let me tell you something. Uh, Trent, you also mentioned uh, the uh, the uh, guy in New York. Um, mm-hmm. The police chief. Was it the police chief or the police union president? I think it was a uh, police union. Yeah, Michael O'Meara. The president. Yeah. yeah, the president mm-hmm. came out and the police union president came out and said, stop treating us like thugs and nothing. Let me tell you oh, something, I love, man. I love that. Let me tell you something, man. You know, it's, it's, it's that's a sign of privilege. You know, I guess they feel like they're supposed to have certain things happen. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be given respect. I've you always respect been, my authority. Yeah, I was always told that in order to get respect, you have to gain respect. Yes, sir. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yes, you know that that shuts that New York guy down. Whatever. Hey, man, stop crying. You know, boohooing and shit. Man, you've been, you've been treated like a you've been treated like a nigga for 15 minutes, and now all you you and your right. entire union are whining right. about it. Y'all been yeah. treated like black people for 15 minutes, where right. you ain't got no respect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You ain't got no 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 street cred, none of that stuff. People treat mm-hmm. you just like you treat them, and you're whining about it. We're only yeah. 15 minutes into this movement, man. We man. just getting started. If you whining now, wait until this time next year and see where and see and see where you mm-hmm. are then. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rob. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. go that far into it, but yeah, Rob. But so the cops at McDonald, the cop in McDonald's, she sat up to the drive-through, decided that she wanted to go Facebook Live with it, talking about that she sat there for minutes. They told her to pull up. After she paid her money, she didn't get her uh, she didn't get her food. She got a drink. They said, well, pull up over there. We bring you food. She sat over there for another 15 minutes. Her food came late. So they brought her, they brought her a, part, a part of her order and said, well, we're still waiting for the other order. She says that she's worried because she don't know what they're going to do to her food. I mean, it's a, that's a valid, you know, concern. But she's an idiot. Ain't no reason to cry about the shit. No, nah, I, I, she's an idiot for not, not, even, not even the crying part. Number one, if you're in uniform and you're in a marked car and you're going through the drive-thru, you're a damn fool. <laughs> Get Period. your ass out, right? If yeah, if you are out of your damn mind, if you think I'm gonna I'm gonna drive through anything in a damn police car, there there's probably all sorts of mop water spitting all sorts of shit in your food, and you know what? You deserve it because you're dumb. Okay, <laughs> get get your lazy ass out that car. Walk your overpaid, undereducated ass on in there and stand there and watch them make your food to make sure that there's nothing being put in your food. Don't mm-hmm. be so damn lazy. And then you want to get on Facebook and whine about it. Yo, this is this is the fucking problem, man. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> Radio Raheem over here. Um, man. Trent. <laughs> I mean, Trent, you 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 showed that video of the New York guy, uh per, the union president saying that stuff. And and you you had some very, you know powerful things to say about it in your text message to the group. I mean, I, I just want you to go ahead and, and share with what you actually felt about that when you saw that too. I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, man. I'm like, one, you, you want to come out and, and, and say people are calling you thugs and animals. 
But this dude is probably, you probably can go back and find this dude's tweets, probably calling black people thugs and animals. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get mad and get up. You know, like all, all of a sudden now, you're the thug and the animal, but you have been treating, you know, black people like thugs and animals for I don't know how long, for generations. You know, and like Rob said, you know, oh, 15 minutes, you treated like a nigga for 15 minutes, and so now you want to start crying and complaining and all this other stuff, whatever. But you see, one, there was maybe one black dude behind them in that in that whole <laughs> press conference you know what i'm saying and now you you know like you you just the way he came i mean it just it just looked bad like the presentation you got a swarm of white or white police officers whining about being treated like thugs and animals but for years you have treated black people like thugs and animals so i don't want to look i don't want to hear that man like i look y'all gonna get me upset i'm gonna start yeah, what's his name y'all like, killed y'all y'all killed epstein but here's here's also here's a, here's the problem that I also have. <laughs> how you come? How you what that? about my well, bad? What about? So here, here's what I get so upset about. I don't know if you guys know the name. I, uh, her name is Carol. I'm trying to think of her last name. She was a cop in 2006 uh, in Buffalo, New York. Right, the same cops. You know, there were at that press conference. The same cops that walked out. You know, same unit that walked out uh, after they pushed that old man down in 2006. She stopped a white police officer. Her her partner from choking out a black man and they fired her, took away her pension. Yep. I'm like, and they still haven't gave it back to her. It's, you know, I heard it's in luckily, the works, so they're trying to get it back though. They're trying to get her back. After four, 14 years for her exactly. doing the right thing. And she's entitled to 14 years of back pay and promotions. Well, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody told me that police policing or police officers or police agencies are the only legal gang activity in the United States. Yeah, where was the police Only union legal... to back her up? I'm confused though. I'm, I'm, I'm because I'm because it, where was because, the police union to back her up? Because in a mob in a mob centric mind, right? The mafia, right? Mm-hmm. What did they do with the rats? They take the rats out. They get rid of them. Yeah. Right. Police yeah. police unions mm-hmm. or police off agencies or unions tend to do the same thing. Those good cops who call out those bad cops, they end up getting terminated or fired or removed. Uh, I was, except except in Charles County, Maryland, they take the rats and make them sheriff. But never mind. Go ahead. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Whoo, okay. Oh, so that oh. was a blow blow to the sheriff of Charles. County. <laughs> a low blow. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> On that note, let's. Uh, you know what? Let's go to a break. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. Are you still searching for clothes in your closet? Looking for that summer outfit, maybe that fall outfit? Well, hit up my man at Shades of Faces. Shades of Faces has some of the tightest urban swag out there. You can hit him up on Instagram or Facebook, Shades of Faces, and tell my man that Comfortable Being Uncomfortable sent you. And we're back. What's going on? And, uh, you know, the first topics. Uh, we talked about how do you end the debate? Well, actually, we ended the debate for you. You Bama's out there that still claim that all lives matter when you don't want to acknowledge Black Lives Matter. So we ended that debate, Black Lives Matter. Anyway, uh, we talked about, <laughs> talked about the these, people. We talked about cops, uh, you know, they're starting to bail out on doing their jobs. You know, um, it's kind of selfish. And uh, now we're going to get into the question of the week. Yeah. So it, it, today is Father's Day. Uh, so kind of want to make a little uh, lighthearted question. So this goes out to our viewers and also to the both of you, because uh, both of you are fathers. But um, 
What's one of your favorite things about being a father? My favorite thing for me is you actually get to see the little person that look like you do certain things that you used to do when you were a kid. You know what I mean? And it's like, dang, I used to do that. You know what I mean? And uh, prime example, I'm a godfather of, uh, of my cousin's uh, son. <laughs> and uh, that little joker, man, when you sit there and you look at him and the stuff that he does, it used to be the nagging stuff, the irritating stuff that my cousin did when he was little. Always coming around, tugging your shoulder. Like, hey, let's go outside, let's go outside. So when, as he gets older, I can see that type of stuff happening. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Like, even with my, my child, you know, it's, you know, just getting to see her, you know, do the stuff. And you're like, dang, I used to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool. That's the cool stuff about it. For me, I, you know, I, I got four kids. And um, I got two in Penn State right now. One away from a basketball team. Yeah, man, and we and we and we can run that floor too, but uh, but I I just it's yeah I'm about to be a grandfather by the way, so congrats, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kimberly. I love you. Um, yeah, I uh, you know, I got, I I just I get teary eyed when I think about my these little monsters that used to run around my house and you know used to break things and get into everything and stuff and then to watch them grow and watch them progress and, you know, make their little achievements and stuff like that. It's just one of the most, and, 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 and for me, it's, it's one of the, one of the most heart wrenching things for me is when they get old and then they, they leave the nest. And so it's like, you still want to protect them as their, as their father. You still want to be there for them when they get, you know, their hearts broken by a boy or whatever. But, you know, the way I look at it is dad's always here. You know, I want to be here. i I can give better advice. Don't use me as an example. Um, but, you know, it's just being a father is just, it's like being responsible for another human being. And it's, there's nothing like it. So. Trent, how can they, how can they go ahead and acknowledge that to you? So everybody, uh, all our viewers, you guys can go ahead and shoot us a, a message in the comment section, or you can also shoot us uh, a DM on our IG page. Slide into the DM, baby. <laughs> Sliding to the DM, baby. Ah, man. So we talking about these caring moments for the last few weeks. Uh, you know, actually, my aunt's middle name is Karenette. So we gave her trouble about that last night. We was like, okay, Karenette. This show, yeah, this show's for you. <laughs> Yo, Rob, what we got for the wild of the week, man? Uh, for the wild of the week is um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna play it, and you guys let me know what you think. I'm not gonna give. I'm not leaving. Why am I leaving? I literally, I just paid my rent to be here for the next month, at least the next month. I'm not. I have not said anything to. I literally been over here and I haven't said anything to anybody. You can ask any of these people in the pool. I don't know her. She's asking me where I live. She's asking my address. Why? I don't know her. She has a badge. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't get. You think I care about a police officer? Are you serious? Me? Come on. Can I have my key back, please? I don't know you. I'm literally telling you I don't know you. Why am I giving you my address? There it is right there. So this happened a little while ago. It was a black man sitting by a pool in an apartment complex that he actually lives in. The manager now, he, in this in this part segment of the video you just heard, it happened in Indianapolis, by the way. My hometown. Oh, yeah, Trent. your hometown. Yeah, Trent. You Come know, on. Your, ra on. your racist bastard. So, hey. uh, <laughs> so, so, so the woman I knew, came I knew out. it, Trent. I knew, I knew it. Was it. A racist motherfucker. Yeah. 
So he, so she actually, the manager actually acknowledges that he's a resident there in front of the police officer. And yet, and still they're asking him to go ahead and leave, leave the premises. So he shows that he, you know, listen, I'm a resident here. Uh, here's my key. And she snatches the key out of his hand and asks him to leave. And he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just paid my rent. Uh, the guy's name is Shane Holland. He's a black man, 23 years old. And uh, the woman has been uh, suspended from her uh, job as a manager of that apartment complex. What do you guys think about that? What about that cop? Has she, was she, has she been suspended or uh, fired? It does. Right. The, the, the numerous articles in the New York Times and the numerous ar articles in Newsweek didn't give a disposition about the police officer. Big news, man. We didn't find her Who name. Who called the police? Who called the police? The man, the manager. Well, she, uh, the police officer, was working a side job as security, so oh. she was off duty. Where the police officer, white female, she was working security at the pool, and so she walked out and then looked and saw him sitting there. He had just got done working out. He's sitting by the pool on a cell phone, minding his own damn business, minding his own business. So you know that you know what I've come to the realization. All you cans out there, mind your motherfucking business. Just mind your damn business. <laughs> you ain't these. Is people, the the one in uh the one guy that they stopped on uh they stopped when he was painting his own stoop. Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah mind yeah. your business. Yep. Half the times, half the time, a lot of these people just need to mind their business. If they just walk on by, walk on by. You know that song. If they just do that, if they just walk it on did, by, it didn't sound like that. But I know yeah. it didn't, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but if they just walk on by and mind their business, mm -hmm. it'd be it'd be no issues, no issues. I mean, the man sitting there on his phone by the pool, about to jump into the pool. He just got finished working out. Mind your business. Yeah, it, it would have been better if you walked over there and said, "Hey, man, you know, hey, hey what kind of workout did you do? You know, hey, I, I would love to, you know, work out with you next time." You know, actually have a conversation with these people. They're treating these black people. They're treating us like we're scum of the earth beneath them. We shouldn't be there. We, you know what? The next, you know what? I ain't going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> but but, but see, again, here's the thing. This stuff is going to keep happening. And if we keep, you know, un until there are on, like true consequences on the on this type of stuff, man, like this. Uh, and, and, and it's slowly happening. You know, you know people are getting fired. You know, they're they're losing sponsorships like that, um, like that lady in San Francisco and her dumb husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. just idiots. You know, but like, there's there's got to be more uh, consequences. And I'm gonna go ahead and go with Rob. Sometimes you just gotta start punching these uh, people in the face, man. Just take just just take the air out of them. Well, I'll tell you like this: if black people in like Southeast DC, they start making phone calls. And say, hey, I, this is a suspicious, a suspicious white person in my neighborhood. <laughs> Every time the gentrification wouldn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You start making those phone calls and say, hey, this suspicious white person in my neighborhood. Yeah. They, Let they the tables would, get turned they, for a minute. They, they would instantly make it a law against uh, <laughs> false police reporting and stuff like that. False, false police reporting yep. instantly. Yep. Hey, maybe that, uh, maybe that's something that needs to happen, man. I don't know. I was that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. It was one of those, uh, it reminds me of that case where uh, the one football star football uh, player from college uh, wound up doing something like multiple years in prison for a, a false rape allegation. And then the girl wound up uh, suing the school, settling out of court, getting all this money, and then admitted, unwitt un unwittingly admitted that she made the entire thing up. This Brian, Brian Banks, right? 
Brian Banks, yes, you know, yes. but you know that's been happening for years. <clears throat> that's been it's still happening, man. And they they don't have they don't get yeah I, sue their asses. Well, she should do time in prison like he did. Yeah, she should actually she do should the time. That. She should do the amount of time that he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 pay uh pay him some money. Yep. Anyway, Rob, I appreciate your wild of the week, man. That was some good stuff. Thank you, sir. If you got another Karen moment, let us know next week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure over the next seven days or six days, something will pop up. I'm telling I, you, this stuff writes itself, man. I don't have. I sit back for 15 minutes, it falls right in my lap. It's not hard. <laughs> So. Man, what we got for the confession letter, man? All right, so here's the confession letter. Um, so it says, hey, so I'm in a situation with my, uh, where my daughter does not want to see me. I left her mom when we were very young. She just graduated high school, and I wanted to attend, but was not called or invited by her, uh, by her mom or by her. There were some things I did in the past that ruined our relationship, but I am trying to get back in the good graces of both of them. At this point, I am lost on what, uh, on what it is that I can do to help us move forward um, and her actually letting me be a father. Try harder. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That you gotta, I mean, we got we to gotta know more of the story. I mean, what, what did you do? I mean, there's a reason why they're not letting you be close, man. You know what I mean? There's more to the story. Don't just give us the, don't just give us the apple pie crust without the filling. You know yeah. what I mean? You gotta give yeah. us the rest of it, man. You know, I, mm-hmm. these people try harder. Yeah, that's all. I'm, that's all I can tell you, man. Just try harder. I mean, that you didn't give us much to go on, so try harder, bro. Sorry. I, for me, I just say don't give up because once mm-hmm. you're gone, you're gone, and you want her to. You want to try to change her mind of, of whatever bad memories or whatever reason why she doesn't want to associate with you. You want to try to do the best that you can to change that perspective in her mind. So give her good memories to think about. At least he tried. At least he tried. At least he tried. So other than that, try harder, man, and, and don't stop. Yeah. I think that was the quickest way to answer the confession letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got nothing to go on, you know. Hey, you ain't really got much to go on. I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. God. Thanks, God, whoever wrote it. Yeah. Try harder. <laughs> maybe, maybe get a job with you. I don't know. Shoot. Anyway. <laughs> Trent, man, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Trent, we know, we know you got some stuff to do, man. Trent, man, go ahead. How can they reach you, man? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram. <laughs> here we go, this catfish and all this. Oh, man, he's changing his name. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He ain't on Facebook or Twitter. He or Instagram. Got, uh, all he, well, I got Instagram, yeah. yeah all fine. he got is Instagram. He still got that old MySpace page. Go ahead. I, I heard it all. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 Bro, you got MySpace now? Still got that MySpace page. Wow. <laughs> uh, nah, Black, no MySpace. Black Planet. <laughs> Black Planet. Oh, right man. <laughs> yeah. No, but y'all can find me uh, on IG at Trent B. Franklin. Trent B. Franklin on IG. Rob, how can I catch you, man? Because we know you're on Facebook jail for next, wait, two days? Uh, Four days. Four days. I got four days left. I'm in, in, I'm in solitary confinement right now. But you can't <laughs> stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> So you, y'all, they y'all oh, they stopped y'all, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm talking through the bars right now. You can't stop me. But uh, you can reach me at Donkey Faces. Um, that's on Instagram and Horse Faces on Twitter and uh, Robert Waples on uh, Robert Waples second on Facebook. When I do, when I do get released from my bondage. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, I just wanted to give a shout out to Branded Bespoke, uh, a custom uh, clothing. Um, where for men and women, 
based out of New York. Uh, great work, man's uh, talented. You're talking about black businesses. This is a black owned business that's called Branded Bespoke. Uh, just look them up. Um, also, for many of those that follow me, um, you all know that my family and I, we lost our grandmother on Thursday uh, evening. Um, and I appreciate the many of you, especially my guys here, Trent B and, and Rob, you know, reaching out, telling us, um, telling me and the family that they're wearing their prayers. So I appreciate you all. Um, just a little bit about my grandmother. My grandmother was, uh, she, she, she lived a long time. Uh, she was kind of the matriarch of our family. She held everything together. Um, so it's, it's a hard thing to deal with. Um, everybody's taking it, you know, in their own personal ways. Um, but you know, we like to think that she lived her life. Um, she passed away of dementia or Alzheimer's. And so with that being said, you know, as an awareness, uh, I got to mention, um, the Adrian Amos, I'm still here foundation, um, which has a portion of the foundation that, uh, contributes to Alzheimer's under grandma's brain. And what we are asking for people to do, please go out, donate to the Adrian Amos, I'm Still Here Foundation. It's aaimstillhere.com. And you can donate whatever you feel generous. And that kind of money, that, those funds will go to the continued education and research for ultimately ending Alzheimer's and dementia. So I ask that you all do that. Um, anyway, you can reach us on, uh, you can reach our podcast on IG at comfortable to uncomfortable.talk. And you can also reach us on Facebook the same way. Uh, you can reach us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, I, Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is search Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. You can reach me on IG at DocRJ.5, or you can reach me on Facebook, Doc Ron Jr. Blue Five to my sisters of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, until then, Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. Guys.